Hi friends, welcome to the Artist's Blend. Today we're talking about the relationship between artistry being a job versus a hobby. So grab your mug and let's get talking. Let's do yeah. it. Let's get let's get talking. Yeah, let's let's do it. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Welcome. Hello. It is the week before Thanksgiving yes. in this in this world, yes. but in our world, <laughs> in real life, the, it's not even Halloween no, yet. No, it is not. <laughs> so the coffee today, yes, my friends, is from Black Brew Bros. Okay. Uh, this is the from the about page on their website. Yeah. Black Brew Bros is a craft coffee business offering grade triple A Arabica coffee beans grown at high altitudes of 3,000 to 5,500 feet, producing fruity, floral, nutty, and chocolate flavors. Good. We use 100% Arabica beans, no blend of any sort, always providing sweet notes, never bitter or burnt. Oh, nice. Uh, and then they go on to talk about how great things are and how they take special care orders and address problems. I love that. Um, so I found them at the farmer's market, at Celebration Farmer's Market again. Um, I had seen them early, early on. Yep. They had a significantly higher price point, which kept me away for a while. But I went by and I was like, you know what? I'm looking for another coffee to to send to Austin and why not? And so I sampled one and I loved it. And um, they actually didn't have the coffee that I sampled, but they have this one. And this one is their medium roast from Dominican Republic. Um, and we'll talk about the notes and thoughts and flavors later, but I'm digging it. I am too. It's it's putting me in a very relaxed mood, which is a good segue for this episode because it's, it's a bit of a heavy topic or can be for some artists. Yeah. So yeah. know that as you're listening, this is a very extremely safe place. We're in the same boat as you. We're all, we're all there. Yeah. So, um, this is more of a discussion as Ethan and I have been graduated from college and quote unquote doing the thing for a bit, but it really is a discussion of how I think I think as you said it earlier, Easton, how draining the process can be sometimes, be it positive or negative. Yeah. So for to keep everybody updated, if you are our friends and don't know. Um, Easton has been performing many, many, many places down in Florida and being very successful in his uh, career pursuit. I've had to take a small step aside, um, and I'm currently decorating cakes at Publix because it pays the bills, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it it doesn't mean that I'm no longer an artist. It doesn't mean I'll never perform again. Um, this was sort of a, a topic that Ethan and I in our senior year, or his his senior year, my super senior year, I don't even know how to clarify it. <laughs> it was your second degree. I don't think the, those count. This is the problem when you have two degrees. It's like, who, what are you? <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, it was a class called Senior Sim, and the discussion was that taking a break from artistry is necessary sometimes, <laughs> be it life, be it family, be it financial situations or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with where I am right now. It's been a bit of a process to have to accept in a way. And really, I still strive to perform someday and or make it work with my work schedule. But also, I understand that in this season of life, that's, that's not capable at the moment. That's okay. And I, I mean, I know Easton, yeah, if you want to talk about it, 
you're you are working as an artist on so many different things but even that your time is non-existent and 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 that's why i just am excited to talk about it because there's so much to say about for people like artists where you've taken your passion and you've monetized it like we've talked about in past episodes like what it's like to monetize your passion but this conversation is going to be more about the emotional mental side of things yeah not just the logistics because it can be tolling in every way no matter where you are in your journey of being an artist or what season you find yourself in it's hard to view something that you're passionate about as a way to make money true whether you're actively doing it or not yeah but yeah so I don't know where where do you want to start maybe like starting at the beginning with what it was like for us to get our first checks yeah um, doing doing what we and how that sort of and, shifted things yeah. so to to also reiterate my quote unquote season that I've just voiced has only been about three months because I had a contract mm. uh, that ended and then audition season happened with where I am nothing came came through I didn't book anything and sure there's a, there's self-taping there's the pursuit which I fully could have done but I wanted life to begin a little bit with um, mm. my fiance and with what wedding planning and things like that it's like okay the, I something has to be done so we both sort of had to put our passions on the side to start a life but it's not ultimately the life that we're going to continue with because we're both mm. artists and would love to do nothing but that yeah but um, yeah, to talk about the first check uh, for me, my first gig was actually before I even got my uh, second degree from Lipscomb, being a performer with the Rudolph Company that I did, e. and that that was the check. That was nice. Yeah, and, and not only like money aside, because ultimately the art is what you love. Sure, it was a Christmas show. Sure, it's a kid show. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I loved being on that stage with the people that I was on stage with. Mm-hmm. And I knew the story growing up. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a claymation, or not even claymation. If you want to learn about that, go back and listen to one of our podcast episodes. <laughs> but it, that one has been dear to my heart. So really for me, I could have been paid pennies and I would have loved it. Mm. Yes. But getting getting that money was nice because <laughs> I was able to put it aside, pay off, pay off some things and whatnot. But it, it ultimately, I think... In pursuit of getting paid, don't just do a gig because of the money. Like your your mm. mental health, your your physical health, your your overall well being matters too. Because if you're not enjoying who you're performing with, I ultimately loved the idea of no matter the art that I was making, the money didn't matter, and that that's how I could tell that I was doing what I loved and continuing to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I really, I can't super recall a a gig that I didn't have that feeling where I was like, ultimately, at, at the end of rehearsal, I'm still happy with the process that we're going through. Mm-hmm. It's not just, I'm not sitting there, it's the check, it's the check, it's the check. No, I've never had, <laughs> I've never had yeah. that. Um, so what about you? I mean, that was before my degree. After graduation, I also had a couple of contracts that were good money. They weren't amazing, but yeah. they were good money. Um, and it was able to, to help, but it's fine. So, There are two things that came in my brain. Um, and for natural flow of conversation, I'm going to try to address them efficiently. Uh, no promises. Um, so my first piece was um, 
first time I got money for the thing was it was, I guess, a semi-professional theater in that they paid people, but it was stipends. Yep. Um, so it was like probably 20 hours a week for, I don't know, maybe two and a half months. Yes. And it was like a $400, $500 stipend at the nice. end. And I was like, okay, okay cool. cool. There's yeah. there's a check. Cool. Uh, and then I, I don't know what came first. I, I started recording, doing recording tracks for like MTI and Tams Whitmark yeah. and Concord and, and those. But there was one session I did that happened to be a SAG gig. Oh, okay. And I went in for an hour and a half and got $700. And then they were like, okay, we're going to finish up tomorrow. Went in for 45 minutes, got the other $700 because it was day rate, because it was a union day rate thing. And I was like, I don't understand it. I don't deserve it, but I will take it. I will it. do it. Thank you. And I still am getting like those 50 cent envelopes in the mail saying, you have residuals. Two people watched it. Here's one cent. Anyway, and that is not at all anything like what I currently experience. But that was like the the one time that I remember, yeah. or the first time I guess remember, like, oh, I can make actual like real money, like not just four hundred dollars for two and a half months of twenty hours a week, yep. but I can go in for a day and make seven hundred dollars. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, and that was at the moment that I realized, okay, there is money. Granted, that was film, and that's not even what at all I went up and going into. But yeah, and I don't think there was any major shift in how I viewed it then. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the moment that enabled me to, to start wanting to pursue it for, not for money, but with one of the primary objectives being money, not the primary objective, but one of them. It's a mind, mind shift. That's all. Yeah. Yes. Which I think leads me into the, the next thing, which came out to, uh, into my head when you were talking, I heard somebody talk, I think it was some workshop. I cannot remember for the life of me. Um, forgive me if this is you and I'm not crediting you. Um, if I remember, I'll tell you. Um, but it was, um, sh sh this woman said that uh, when you select jobs, no, it was when you submit jobs, because, you know, we can't just select our jobs right here. Uh, when you submit for jobs, it should ideally meet at least two of three criteria. Ooh, I like that. It should either be good money or be a good connection or a resume spot or, you know, something to further your career yeah. or fill your soul. And it's good to find something, of course, that does all three. That's rare. That's a unicorn. Um, but if you can find something that's good on your resume and it's good money and you hate being there, you can suffer through it for a little bit. If it's awful money, but it fills your spirit and it's with a good director you've been meaning to work with, sure, maybe if you can afford it, go for yeah. it. Um, if it's just one, try to limit those experiences. If you're just there for money and everything else sucks, if you're just there for a credit, you're not being filled yeah. or getting good money, or if it fills your soul, but isn't paying and isn't furthering your career, try and avoid, limit those things as, as much as you can. And I love that, that three-part rule. So when I'm tr submitting for things, I'm trying to actively think of that. Okay. What's going to fill my soul and my pockets? <laughs> Yeah, so that that three parts, uh, three parted rule, I really enjoy. I like that. I I had never heard that before. I guess in that sense, my unicorn, I've I've had a, I've had several unicorns, but the one that sticks out mm -hmm. is uh, the the Rudolph gig, just because the, the people yeah. the people that I met, not only connections, but just the people. Like I learned yeah. so much about different religions and different cultures from the people that I worked with that I didn't even anticipate to learn about. Um, yeah, and it filled my soul. It filled my soul to meet those people. 
and to do the show on a big mm-hmm. stage. So that's not my hurrah. My hurrah hasn't happened. And I, I, I think Easton and I are on the same page that we don't want this episode to sound like monetization is the main focus at all. Because mm-hmm. as he was saying with the three categories, it, it's it's important. You you do need it to live. Don't let anybody think that yes. rainbows and butterflies will fill your pocket. It isn't the end all be all. Now, no. When you get out of outside of artistry, it it can seem like that's that's what it is because mm. you have rent or you have groceries, gas. You you start to write down a list of everything that you spend on. You'll want to throw that list away because it just gets too mm-hmm. far. And that's okay. It's okay to face that that fear, if you will, and or just treat it like a friend going to sit beside you because it's not going anywhere. Hmm. And if you let it build up and bottle up inside of you, you'll become bitter either towards that mentality or artistry. It's It's so unfortunate that in our field of artistry of well I want to say most kinds yeah at least at least half <laughs> a lot of artistry it's unfortunate that the mindset is try as hard as you can to make the money with it and if you can't that's okay yep. I know it's frustrating to pay the bills you know like other industries I don't imagine they don't. I'm sure they have that problem of like I need to pay the bills that's a pressure yeah. for sure but there's there's locked in security of a job that lasts you know longer than a month to a year, you know, and stuff like that. And it's hard on the the mind, body, soul to be limited yeah. to 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 just thinking short term. We're not not thinking short term, but being confined to to be only being able to plan short term. We've talked about this a little bit off of the podcast, yeah. but just like my my recent kerfuffle has just been my anxiety about like maybe once every other week we'll I'll just have like an, a, a few hours where I'm just miserable Angry. and and so worried yeah. and just like crippled with this fear of like what comes next um I may I may have said this before forgive me if I've already said this on the show but but last September I knew what I was doing from September of 2022 where that year was yeah. all the way through August of 2023 and then when I got to the beginning of August, I didn't know what I was doing at the end of August. Once that contract wrapped up at the end of August, I had no idea what I was doing next. Didn't have anything. And I was scared out of my mind. I am still. Yeah. And, and I, because I've got like, now, thankfully, I have, um, at the middle of August, I happened to book something that, that rehearsal started like mid-September and I had enough cushion from the last contract to get me through those two weeks. And, um, and now I'm at least through February, which is nice. Um, but it's just, it's, it stinks that that's part of yeah. the, the gig, it does. um, whether you're a theater artist or a musician yeah. or whatever anyway, but it's, it's just a difficult part of artistry. Yeah. And then if you can't pay the bills with what you love to do, yeah, right. then there are other things that, that you have to turn to. Yeah. And, and for you right now, you're in the season of like, you know what, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. And there's, there was a season in between gigs for me and. Me and Liz, um, we both were just, okay, what are we going to do this month? And so we took turns door dashing yeah. and then we, we did some other stuff and yeah. picked up random little gigs here and there. And we're like, you know what? This is just what it yeah. is. And and honestly, 
a couple weeks ago there in in one of my uh, meltdowns <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> I, I was like you know what what if i did i just didn't do i didn't try to find any more contracts i stopped submitting tapes for things and i just picked up a nine to five yeah. somewhere yeah. or a you know a, a something stable yeah. because i I crave stability. Yes, you and I and both do. Yes, and and grass being greener moment. Sometimes I look at where you're at, and I'm like, you know what? That is so attractive to me yeah. right now, yeah. and that is something stability and and routine. Yeah. Oh my god, routine! Right? Isn't I love that nice? me some routine, and I have none of it right now. <laughs> and that's okay. None of it. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I w- and it's okay. Yeah. yeah, I have two points uh, that I'll point put in order at some point. The first being. Easton and I have uh, not unique situations, but we have we might have a different situation than you in the sense that we're in partnerships too. So not only do we have ourselves to worry about financially, but we have the other not to provide for, but to provide with. With yeah. So it it, it is another part of and all four of us are artists. Exactly <laughs> like <laughs> we all chose Which this makes life it extra difficult. <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, but and uh, while. I'm grateful that you told me that you're looking at the greener pasture and saying, oh, I want that. I will tell you, it is nice to a point. Mm. Um, because even with the 925, uh, quote unquote, because normally my shift is actually like 7 to 5, it's ideal in the sense of the stability and the, okay, I know that I, after 6 o'clock, I'm not working unless I'm closing, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to have evenings to just eat and like watch some TV or anything like that. But at the same time, um, it's, it's just a completely different side of the coin. And with it, within Mm -hmm. that shift into stability, you also still have the headaches that you would, that you associate with, uh, rehearsals and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and that may be, that may be my situation right now. There may be nine to fives that are not that way. I would love one of those. Send them my way. Um, <laughs> a stress free. I know. What, what is that? Um, <laughs> and then the other thing. Oh well, this is an episode of losing your points. It's all good. <laughs> um, Pointing the points, but it 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 it's a different shift because you are also thinking about another person. And as artists, you got to think about that too. Because say say we both didn't have nine to fives and we were still doing the thing that we want to do, which is mm-hmm. right now is impossible. There and you and Liz probably did this too. There's times where one of us may have to go, would have to go to a different state for a contract mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, and that puts yeah. a tax on your relationship, your your um, your physical being, your mental being, because you're being away from your person or you're mm-hmm. away from home, even whether that be with with the individual or somewhere else. But it it's mm-hmm. it's a completely different stressor that I think stepping away from it and doing the nine to five that I'm currently having to do has completely opened my mind to be like, that's a stress my body hasn't even felt in a, in mm. such a long time that it doesn't even f- like fathom it anymore. Yeah. I, w- I was going to ask like in, in this time where you're stepping away from the artistry, taking a moment before jumping back in, however you choose to do that. Is has that altered how you look at the artist, the the work itself? Have you like looked back on moments and and has that has that altered your relationship with your art? 
Do you love enjoying a nice, warm mug of your favorite tea or coffee? Then you're going to love Carver Trading Company. Located in Orlando, Florida, they are proud to be veteran-owned family business that selects the finest green coffee directly from several growing regions around the world for a fresh farm-to-cup experience. They source coffee in a socially responsible and environmentally sustainable way that benefits the areas where the coffee is grown. From light roast to dark, including blends like Colombian, Donut Store, and a Costa Rica selection, they also provide decaf and a wide variety of tea blends that pair perfectly with any rainy day or cozy evening with a good book. They also have gift cards available, making the perfect gift for that coffee or tea lover in your life who is, let's say, particular with their drink preferences. Not only are their products delicious, but they are wonderful people too. Definitely fit the good beans category in our books. So check out the link in our show notes for a 10% off discount today. I, I think it's made me appreciate art in general. Like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I miss creating or, or mm. just uh, maybe not even creative, but like displaying art. Like, because as performance mm. is what we do, that we, we are sharing the art. Like, it, it could be argued that what I'm doing as a job by decorating cakes is artistic in its form yeah. because it's still creating, but I'm sure. not getting the fulfillment that I did by being on stage or performing or something like mm-hmm. that. So that's been a shift that I've noticed. Um, and the other thing is, it there are no individuals so do not think that i'm hiding names but it's it makes you reflect on some toxicity that comes with artistry or at least Mm -hmm. least being in that environment um yeah because there's been things that i've thought about and i'm like you know i kind of don't miss that like if i if i could go back without that that'd be great (laughs) um and the community is really what i've missed um I, I extremely value our time on this podcast because it's the closest thing that I have to the community, uh, at least the artistic community, um, be it just you and I or a guest or just a topic. It's really grounded me in this period to still feel fulfilled as an artist. And when I am able to jump back, whenever life opens that opportunity again for me, um, it, it certainly has shifted how I'm going to approach gigs, my artistry itself, who I am as an artist, how I am as an artist, what I will stand for and won't stand for as an artist, maybe is is another way mm-hmm. to see it. Because when you when you take a step back, uh, personally, I've also just noticed the public view on art, like artistry itself. It it really does fall into the stereotype of. You know the joke that you go to holidays and people are like, so what's your backup plan? Or, oh, what do you actually do? You're an artist, I see. What's your next yeah. thing? If you don't have that, treasure it. Because a lot of people have just been like, oh, okay, so that didn't work out for you, so you're doing this. And I'm like, no, it, it didn't work out in this season. I'm still an artist. I'm still going back to it. Mm-hmm. I'm just currently having to say, take a step aside. And that's fine. Um, yeah. The other thing that I've told myself in, in it all is there's tons of time or at least mm-hmm. there's the, there's there's the thought there's tons of time time is not yeah. promised we should say sure um yeah 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 but like you look at act, some movie star actors we'll, we'll shift into the movie realm for a second but you've got to consider like harrison ford for example he's one that always comes to mind 
He didn't start hmm, acting yeah. until he was in his 50s. <laughs> Up until then, he was a, a carpenter. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it is not over, nor will I accept that it ever will be, quote-unquote, over. Yeah. Um. So, really, I think it, to answer your question, as long-winded as I can be, <laughs> is when I come back, I have a deeper appreciation for the relationships and the communication and the community that comes from it. I will have a deeper appreciation and strive to fully give myself to the art that I am creating mm-hmm. and make sure that it not only is it fulfilling to me, but it potentially could be fulfilling to someone else. And I think I kind of yeah. always had that anyways as a performer. I always loved the idea that um, uh, anybody in the audience is experiencing this moment for the first time. You could change someone's life with this performance and yeah. not even realize it. So that's that's so, what makes it worth it to me is because you don't know who you can, like, I, I don't love the phrasing, but you don't know who you can touch in the audience every yeah. night. So that's that's yeah. a, a craving that I do miss. Because n- nowadays mm. it's like, okay, here's your cupcake order. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're in you're in this busy, busy season, which, again, congrats. I'm very proud of you. Um, Thank you. Uh, a lot of people would probably be bitter and be like, I don't wait, wait a minute. I I could not be I could not be prouder of Easton. Everyone, um, he is he is someone I look up to not only as an artist but a friend, and he I just uh, not only aspire to be as successful as he and Liz are, but the fact that they're able to do it the way they are is is an inspiration for me and Isabel, and should be for anybody who knows them because they continue to do it and still be nice people. Uh, <laughs> But um, in your busy season, I mean, your go, 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 you were just telling me before we started recording that even your day off is not a day off because you're having to do something for one of your contracts. So I I guess the question I would uh, put on to you is being at a successful level that you are now uh, in your current season with all of the contracts that you have, would you say that the busyness is what gets to you and have and make you feel those moments or of um like what's next or anything like that or or have you not felt that in a while first of all thank you so much for your kind words that was very sweet i would also like to reflect that statement back on you i look at your success through your relationship through your stability through you taking charge of your own life and that is its own success and success is however we define it and sure, if you if you look at my current state in regards to my relationship with performing, sure, it, the, I, there's I'm having success right yeah. now. But on like a grand scale, success is how we define it. And I also admire where you are right now and the successes that you're having. Thank you, my friend. So the question being like, is the busyness causing the meltdowns of, oh my yeah. gosh, what's happening? We were talking about the, the short term being like months yeah. to month yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like that sort of caused that stress of what's next and now it's a little bit more stable but the 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 stresses and the meltdowns are not really a a cause from the busyness it's it's i feel like they're more caused by just like the lifestyle itself of everything is short term so it's not a matter of like i'm running around and now i'm stressed out it's just like wow, this industry is such that i will never be more secure than at least in the city that i am this city at the very best, we'll give you, here's one year yeah. of work. Yeah. And 
most of the time it's like here's two months or here's three months yep maybe if you're lucky there's four or five months mm-hmm. but like um and sometimes it's one day yeah. and sometimes it's a week yeah. you know um and i think it, it's more about me learning how to cope with with choosing Basically. that this is a season where i want to be pursuing this mm-hmm. and choosing to be in this industry yep. that where everything is short term yep. and just like dealing with that because i i realized a few months ago i've never like until i left school there's always structure. There's always somewhere to go and something to do. You have a schedule and... Yeah, unless you took a gap year and maybe you did and that's great. I didn't. Um, I wish I had sometimes, but, you know, when you leave school, then it's the big bad world. And um, and there's a whole lot of big bad world left out there to discover. Yes. But for me, this first sort of like few years out from the structure of academia... Um, I think the lesson that I'm learning right now is just how to be okay with not knowing yep. and how to let go mm-hmm. of of the the worries and the unknowns and just like how to cope. Yeah. Um it's hard. And yeah, and you were talking earlier about like stressors in doing Perfect. the the busyness and the back and forth. Yep. And one thing that I've realized is that I think I've been trying to fit a mold of the artist that I was okay. at one point. Yeah. And I've been, I realized I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't submit for that because that's not really musical theater. <laughs> but then or it was, it was one of those. And then another, it's just something similar, like looking back to what I pictured as what I wanted to do in college yeah. and realizing Realizing that I don't have to to put myself in a mold that I don't want to be in, and if something makes me happy, then do it. And I was debating on whether or not to to s- submit a self tape for something. Um, it's a it would be a great opportunity, and it's a really cool gig, but it's not what I pictured myself doing. It is live performance, yeah. but just not my niche. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it's not really my thing. But then the more I thought about, it, I was like, you know what? I've done something similar to this, and that gave me so much joy and energy and life as a performer and a, a human, I don't need to tell myself no. Why am I telling myself, like, it, it was just like a weird moment for me. I realized I was, um like, shooting myself in the foot. Yeah. Like, taking away a potential thing from myself that I had no business even taking. And I have a callback for You're it. great. And I'm so freaking excited. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm just like, I, I, that's another journey that I'm on right now is, is letting go of expectations for myself, yeah. too. I, I, there's nothing... One of the the good things about not knowing what's next is that nothing has to be next. Correct. There's no specific thing that has to come yeah. next, um, despite what we tell ourselves. Um, you can't avoid whatever's next, yeah. and maybe what's next isn't what you thought it would be, and that's okay. And us. Um, and and that's another beautiful thing about being an artist is that like everything that you experience will shape your artistry, yeah. and every form of artistry that you take on will inform all other parts of your artistry and your humanity. It's true. Um, because we're humans first. Um, and an, uh, an, another thing on this concept yeah. of like job versus hobby and not even actually not specifically job versus hobby, but how you choose to pursue artistry. Like I was talking to one of my, one of my friends, um, she, in, in the Orlando world, there's, um, what we call super subs, yeah. um, and super subs are, they they work at usually all of the major theme parks and sometimes other entertainment venues around town or 
performance groups, you know, sometimes people play weddings, whatever, but they, they sub at like five different corporations yeah. and sub like three different shows at each, sometimes more than one track in each show. And that's how they make their living. Yeah. Like they are a migrant. Um, and then there are some people who are working like full-time gigs and they have a year contract and that year contract has been renewed for the past 17 years and they're on year 18. They've been lucky, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've been one of the lucky ones. And um, I was just talking with her and I was just letting out my frustration of like, I am so tired. It's just hard. Yeah. It's so hard to do this thing where you never know what's going to happen. Um, and she was like, yes, and I'm with you on that. And she's in the same place that I am where she, her most of her work is like two or three months at a time. And she was like, yes, and... Something to consider is that as soon as you are locked in to the security and the stability, you lose a lot. You lose your freedom. You lose your ability to make your own schedule and do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, you lose a lot of agency in your own life. Yeah. And that's something that I hadn't considered. Like right now, I can just say, you know what? There's a discount for Disney cast members on resorts. I'm going to go book a like two-night staycation with Liz and we're going to take a break from everything. Yeah. I can't just decide to do that yeah. or going home to, to a wedding. I didn't have to ask anybody nope. last week did. when we saw each other at our wedding yeah. and traded our copies. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't have to ask anybody. You just go. Yeah. Um, I will say that's something that I am am stuck in, what what you're talking about. Because, yeah, like, for example, with where I'm working, there's a 90-day period before I get uh, certain certain benefits, whether that be health or vacation. Mm -hmm. And then I get into the fact that I'm no longer just an individual. I'm part of a team who also are humans and also have lives and other yeah. vacations and things like that. So then I have to coordinate with that. So that, yeah. that's a whole different schedule shift. And sure, the evenings are nice. Sure, the the, the set schedule is nice. But I, I have lost some of the freedoms to just be able to, on a whim, do do whatever within reason. Mm-hmm. But it, it it there's there's slip flop for both. Yeah, and I think ultimately this conversation leads to the point that neither are great and neither are bad. Truly, as an individual, you have to make the call of what season do you want to choose to be in, and or what season is being presented to you, or yeah. what path are you now going down. Mm -hmm. ultimately don't give up you still be the artist that you are and want to be but having to take a break is okay and it doesn't it doesn't mm -hmm. belittle your artistry at all it doesn't belittle you as a human it's it is what it is in a way and I don't mean that rudely as it can sound sometimes but you're not alone everybody is doing this I think of all of our professors you were talking about a mold mm-hmm when I think about all the professionals, be it teachers or just other people that I've worked with, none of them really have a mold. Mm -hmm. The mold concept, don't hold yourself to it. Like, mm -hmm. mold yourself into the artist you want to be. Yeah. Versus who you were. I think it comes down to pursuing the, the, the joys of the moment. Yes, very much. Finding what gives you joy and pursuing that. And... At the beginning of this conversation, I think it's funny. I've realized that we had a slightly different view of what this conversation was. Yeah. I think for you, 
it was um, like whether, okay, is your art a job or is your art a hobby? And for me, it was more about the going in between. And I think, but I think that's a lovely thing because it's always a back and forth. You're going to spend forever. If, if, if you're an artist Dang. of whatever kind, chances are you will always be rotating seasons. Maybe each season is a week. Maybe each season is a decade, but there will be seasons. And I think it has to come down to pursuing the joys of the moment. Um, whether that joy be focusing in on a, a relationship or a partnership or um, choosing to focus on family or choosing to focus on your career, choosing to focus on your artistry or, or whatever it yep. is, um, choosing the joy of the moment and not worrying about what other people think or what other artists really? think or what your past self might think. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. Yep. It's like, what would old me think? Yep. Like, what about the the kid who dreamed about this yep. specifically? Like for me, I I always wanted to go straight from college and move to New York. That that was my plan. That's what I was doing. I was going to graduate college and then move to New York, work to get my equity card, and then I was going to be on Broadway, and that was it. And that's like that was my my plan. Um, not that I was ever truly confident that that the quote end goal would be achieved, but that was my plan, you know. But I find myself in a city I didn't think that I would live in yeah. with a person I am so glad to be with yeah. that I didn't know when I was making that plan when I was, you know, 11 years old. Yeah. And I'm finding myself doing work I didn't think that I would ever do. I, d I never thought that I would be in a choral eight-person acapella group. Yeah. Like, ever. Uh, that's an interesting ever, at a shift scene part. from like, you. Yeah. what? Yeah. That, I'm I'm musical theater guy, yeah. but... I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And it attached me to my roots of growing up in the Church of Christ yeah. in ways that I never thought it could. Yeah. And it introduced me, like, it's, I'm a different person, a different musician, and a different artist because of that group and that experience. And I get to still experience it. And and it's just like, there's, I feel like when you just pursue the joy of whatever and let go of expectation. Yeah, we were talking about past self yeah. and past yeah. self point of view. Letting go of all of those things and pursuing joy as you find it is the best way to be and to pursue your artistry, whether actively or quietly or on pause. Stop looking at the rear view mirror and look for the interstate sign that says joy. Mm. There's no traffic on no, that road. There's no, no. <laughs> Sometimes there's only traffic and you're like, why? No. <laughs> Um, if you live in either of the cities that we oh, live yes. in. <laughs> don't, don't go about 5 o'clock in the afternoon or 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, or here, 9 p.m., because that's when fireworks let out. Yeah. <laughs> don't oh. do that. Um, but I think we could we could go back and forth, as you said, on this topic forever. Yes, um, we could. But I think pursuing joy is the best place to leave it. Be it for your artistry or your life and for yourself. Yeah. Because it matters. A whole lot. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the coffee, shall we? Yes, I I loved it. I want more. Like I, it was one of my favorites. I'm empty, but I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the notes? It is eight forty four, and I cannot drink more. Oh, I want to hear your guess. I'm playing the so card. I definitely get a nut. hazelnut or a nut of some kind. Okay. Here lately, coffee has all tasted like bread for some reason. Like, it's just the <laughs> aftertaste. I'm like, why? Why? I don't know what it is, but 
I get a, a stone fruit of some kind. Okay. I'm not sure if that's in there or not. And then... Do you get any any form of, of like, um, dessert? Or... Faintly on the after, like, as it's going down okay. the back of my tongue. But I can't place the dessert. Mind you, I smell okay. dessert all day, so that's also not a good advocate. <laughs> that's... Wait, yes. that is so true. Um, <laughs> what is it? So, the tasting notes are baked apple, vanilla, and grape. Interesting. Um, initially, I got... I thought I had a little bit of nut as yeah. well. Um and to me, it was like almost a pie thing. Yeah. Like a like I think it's like apple pie. I get that um, now. Notes wise, and I got a lot of vanilla too. I didn't get the grape as much, but it's like um, it's like a rich fruit <laughs> cake, <laughs> not fruit cake, <laughs> but fruit cake <laughs> yes. or pie. Um, yeah, it's it's like really it. nice. It's it as I said before we recorded. It's one of the smoother coffees we've had on the podcast and. Yeah. Very enjoyable to drink. All right. If you made it this long, thank you. I, I don't know. Well, maybe you just accidentally left it on and aren't even listening anymore. But regardless, you're playing it. So thank you. If you're mindlessly just having us on, come back. <laughs> come back for this last little message. Come on. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> Stop folding laundry. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Raise your mugs. Be good beans. And drink good beans. Yeah. Have a great day. Yes, everybody. Choose joy. Choose joy. <laughs> the Artist's Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's infamous adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.